0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Kill Your Yo-Yo. My name is Ross Levine, and this is the only podcast dedicated to yo-yo improvisation, yo-yo theory, and yo-yo performance. This episode, like all episodes, is brought to you by Illink's Toys, and we just released our first major yo-yo drop. This is the melatonin. You have seen the video on YouTube. You have seen the reviews on Throws and Brews, G2Nate, and Yo-Yo Joe. People are really, really, really enjoying this yo-yo, uh, and I can't wait for you to pick one up. They are available right now at yoyosam.com, uh, yoyotricks.com, and That's ilinxtoys.com. That's I-L-I-N-X-T-O-Y-S dot com, and also make sure that you follow and check out my Instagram, I-L-I-N-X underscore T-O-Y-S. It's where I post all the announcements, all the episodes, and all of the latest tricks that I am working on and studying So, today I have for you a special guest known as Ty Goldman or at YoBigTy on TikTok and Instagram. And oh boy, is he on TikTok. He's got 100,000 followers on TikTok. He's got a big old uh, Instagram following as well. Uh, He's one of those people that's taking advantage of reels instead of just like brushing it off like a lot of us are. Um, And we talk about all kinds of things. For one, we talk about how Uh, We kind of have a shared history of growing up at the Kite Shop, which if you're a long-time listener, you know I used to spend a lot of time there, so we reminisce about the good old days there. Uh, We talk about his opinions on competitions and how he got started really, really young and how that kind of affected his approach to competitions and how he's sort of moved a little bit away from that now into more of a performative style. We also talk about his style, what his style looks like, and how he's able to create what are known as bangers, and how his bangers are incredible to watch for both yo-yoers and non-yo-yoers. So we talk all about that, and we talk about skating. If you know Ty, you know that he has started skating a lot lately in the last five years, so uh, we talk about that community and how skating has gone into the Olympics, and how that has affected the community, and how they're able to create a judging system around that. That uh, sort of a similar situation to yo-yoing. So we talk all about that and I can't wait for you to hear it. So sit back and relax and make sure that you are enjoying the episode. That's a weird way to start it. Sit back, relax, and have a great time listening. Welcome Ty.
1: Wow.
2: Thank so you for to have you. I am so excited.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to to have you here. I've been looking forward to this for for a while. I knew I wanted to get you on, and then I was about to get you on, and then I nearly didn't, and then like rescheduling happened, so I'm just happy that you're here.
2: Yeah, me too. I'm glad it's worked out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so for the people who might not know you, uh, the first thing I always like to hit on is what is your backstory? How did you get started in yo-yoing? Um how did you find yo-yoing or how did yo-yoing find you?
2: Yeah, so um I started pretty young. I want to say I started when I was 10 and I got my first yo-yo for Christmas 2010. It was a oh. Zombie Pocket Pro. That was my oh, wow. first yo. And um the way I got into it is uh um one of my friends on my street uh actually played the Diablo, which is the Chinese yo-yo. A lot of people oh. know that's a good boy. Um I actually did that at first, and I would bring it to my elementary school, and uh, one day, this kid brought a yo-yo, too, and I was like, oh, like, that's pretty cool, and he was interested in the Diablo, and I was interested in the yo-yo, so what we would do is, during recess, we would switch off, I would, I would yo-yo, and he would use the Diablo, and then, eventually, I just, like, took up yo-yo, because I had so much fun with it, and yeah, that was the main start of it.
0: Okay, awesome, so you you kind of started with uh, being in school, getting into, Diablo. how'd you get into Diablo originally?
2: Yeah, yeah, so uh, one of my friends on, his, on my street had one, and I just saw him outside flinging this huge, severe golondra in the air, I was like, oh my god, that's so sick, yeah. and uh, I think he had like a demonstrator also come to his school, that's how he got it, and then I was like, yes, yeah, <laughs> and then brought it to my school, because you know, I gotta show off all of my friends. God, those demonstrators are are doing God's work for the communities. <laughs> Honestly, oh
0: man, <laughs> yo toys. Yeah, it's it's incredible how much they, how many people have started through like them. It's usually they're a school demonstrator, Andre Poulet, uh, <laughs> like some progression with that. So that's yeah. that's awesome. So so you got started in in yo yoing, and how young were you? Because I know that you got started really young, and we're gonna talk about that more later.
2: Yeah, so I was uh, 10 when I first got into yo-yoing, and now that I'm 22, so like a little, little, about almost 12 years now. It's crazy. That
0: is absolutely crazy. Um, And also for the people who don't know you, I want to hear about what are some of like the things that people might know you by? Um, Mm -hmm. Because I know for one, you have a big TikTok following around 100-something followers um you had a couple of the first videos going viral on TikTok but beyond that um I know you've made it to finals and nationals a few times uh yeah can you tell Uh, us a little bit about that
2: yeah so I mean I ever since I got into yo yoing I was super like into the competitive scene I remember joining my first yo-yo contest which was BLC 2011 and Uh I entered the rookie division and I actually uh won the rookie division which was awesome and I was so stoked and that was, like, one of my big things. And as far as, like, social media, uh, I started doing TikTok in uh, December of 2019. Mm-hmm. And I, I just remember, like, oh, like, seeing all these uh, people dancing on TikTok. I was like, oh, like, yo yoings so similar to that in a lot of ways with, like, the whole performance aspect to it. And I was like, I think, I wonder if TikTok can, like, or I wonder if yo yoing could like, you know, blow up on TikTok. So I made a few videos. And then uh, eventually one, Caught the attention, and then I kind of like took off my quote unquote so uh, TikTok career, and then I um in addition to uh, yo-yoing yeah, mean, um as of lately the past like seven years or six seven years I've been skating a lot so a lot of people know me for my skate content as well, and yeah yo-yoing yeah, yeah, big time,
0: awesome oh this is awesome it's like the I forget the word for it but in a musical where you have all of the songs like played in a row
2: like we're hitting all the
0: points that we're gonna talk about soon. Um, I'll think of the word for that and then I'll just like shout it out in the middle of the episode. But anyway, yeah. uh, that, that's awesome. Uh, so you obviously, if people know the show, they know uh, I'm not here to get the, the people who've won the most titles. I'm here to get the people who I think have some of the most creative styles and are doing some of the most interesting stuff. And I think forever, for all of the time that I've known you, um, you've had one of the coolest styles. I remember being really young because we started around the same time. I've been young for mm-hmm. about 12 years um, and I'm like maybe two years older than you. But mm-hmm. we came up both at the, at the kite shop and it was like you, me, Sam Shulman, Julian, all like in one, <laughs> we were kind of in, in the same group going through at the same time. And I remember yeah. being so young, looking at you going, oh my God, this guy's so good. I'm never going to be that good. Um, and I remember you got sponsored by General Yo at a really young age. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, Thanks
2: to Ernie. Ernie's such an awesome guy. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, Ernie gave me my gave me a yo yo once I won the VLC rookie. And uh, the person who actually got me into going to the kite shop, or one of the people, was uh, James Reed. He was like a big like, oh, yeah. uh, um, what's it called, uh, a mentor. And uh, he's probably, you know, helped me getting on to general yo. And uh, I mean, that's another thing that probably exponentially like, you know, brought up my yo-yo game. And then in addition with the kite shop, having like everyone who's, I mean, everyone who went to the kite shop, even like every, all the kids were so good at so quickly. And I think that really like inspired me to like really try. And I think when I was younger, I would yo-yo hours on hours a day. So um because i was like obsessed with it but definitely got to contribute a lot of my tricks to like you know yoshi and anthony and grant people just being at the kite shop and me being like a little kid and like be like teach me everything teach me everything i was probably so annoying but like uh just for the
0: listeners anthony rojas grant johnson yoshi mikamoto look them up every single one of them is better than the last (laughs) like they're they're huge inspirations to anyone who came to the kite shop Mm -hmm. um And, uh, yeah, so that I, I think gets into an interesting thing of beyond the kite shop, because we can talk a little bit more about that and what that's like, but who do you think your, your biggest inspirations in yo-yoing in general are? Oh, that's such
2: a good question. I mean, um... I, I know we, we mentioned, but Anthony Rojas, the way he looks at yo-yoing and the way he approaches it is so different from like anyone else I've ever even talked to. I really like uh, Anthony. I, and then James Reed was a big mentor. He, he, he definitely showed me the ropes of like the yo-yo community and like just yo-yoing in general. So him, uh, some people that are, um, I guess you could say uh, Zach Gormley. Zach Gormley was a big, like yeah. was my favorite yo-yo growing up. Uh, the way he performed but like still added very awesome creative technical ability was really awesome and just seeing him like win nationals like I think it was 2014 2014 I believe like that performance was so good and watching all the uh, innovation movement videos all those definitely
0: these are like every time you're naming like James Reed and Zach Gormley I'm like man I gotta reach out to them (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah, Such good performers. Um mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. And definitely some people, I mean, not that anyone wouldn't know Zach Gormley, but uh, <laughs> yeah. some people to look up uh and I don't know, even just to look up to remember how good these people are. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, so then after after you kind of switched from uh Diablo to yo-yoing, what was kind of the next step that led you to
2: to the path that you're on now? Uh well, uh, as far as like tricks, I mean, I, I learned like I try to learn every single trick on YoYo Yo Expert. Like Andre yep. Boulet is my savior at this point, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, um, I would say what I mean, what have led me to this point. I mean, growing up, I was super competitive, so I was uh, not competitive with uh, other people, but with myself as well. So mm-hmm. I think that really led to my competing, like age, and um. Uh, that uh, that has to contribute to it. Um, I would also say, um, the DXL meets. Uh, mm-hmm. seeing many yoyos like come together. That that was a big turning point in like how I saw yo-yoing as well. Okay,
0: that's awesome. So just like having having a little bit of community around.
2: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, being in uh being in SoCal, we 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 have the opportunity <laughs> to like see all these yoyos.
0: Well, fortunately for us, unfortunately for the people who don't live in SoCal, yeah, yeah. Um, but that to me presents an opportunity uh, to, if, if you are a yo yoer it's your obligation to <laughs> create that community however you can. <laughs> um, and just as a sort of a, a point of inspiration, it, it, there's a, an organization called... Um, God, the magazine is called The Linking Ring. And the organization is the International Brotherhood of Magicians. And they have, they call them rings. And they're everywhere in the world. They are an international brotherhood. But it's really, you know, a, a, a brotherhood is a gendered term. It doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an international community of magicians. Uh, and so, like, they just pop up all over the place. There's ones in Australia. Every continent, every country has at least one. Um most of them at least yeah and it's so that, you know
2: that yeah um because i was recently at a restaurant and this guy was performing magic there and uh okay. he was part of the um i want to say it's the the magic house or the Ma- magic, house? magic castle he was part of that organization so i thought that was really cool
0: wait what uh, re-
2: what restaurant uh it was a naples rib company in long beach but uh okay, yeah it was an older gentleman and he was ah. very nice. And he was he told me some things about the magic castle and i just found it very interesting
0: if you ever want to go, I can get you in. Yes.
2: I, I want to go. I need to go.
0: Yeah. And in general to, to any yo-yoers who are listening, if you're ever in LA and want to go to the castle, I have methods of getting tickets. Um, <laughs> so hit me up and I will gladly bring you. So, um, so that's just the thing, make community whenever possible, just to, yeah. to a reminder to the listeners. Um, so after that, so you, I want to kind of get into what did the kite shop do? Like I know having so many people who are so good around is, I mean, not everybody has Alex Hattori and Patrick Borgerding and, and Grant Johnson. um, But like, what was it just having, you know, like even people your age, because I know for me having you around and like seeing you, like you were an inspiration to me at that age. Um, But I don't know. is, Is there anything else about just like, being in that
2: atmosphere that influenced you i want to say i mean being surrounded like just in the kite shop i know a lot of people haven't been there but it's it's a tiny it's a tiny little place and it's just filled with like uh, kites (laughs) kites and like this case of yo-yos and like everyone would gravitate to the case of yo-yos and just bother whoever was at the desk and be like let me try this let me try this and i was one of those kids that wanted to try everything and you had to try it over the carpet because you didn't want to ding it all those good stuff. And I think the kite shop for me specifically just like holds like so many great memories. Cause I remember just staying there so late at night, like when a little kid like me was not supposed to be there late at night. Yeah. And it was like, just like almost like a second home and like being a a yo-yo at a young age where you're not really surrounded by a bunch of yo-yoers like say at your school, you just really felt at home. And it was like, almost like like reassuring or like comforting being there
0: yeah absolutely and also just having all those yo-yos to try and like kind like of realizing like-, like oh half of these suck <laughs> and, <laughs> and aren't worth the the, the 95 dollars they're asking for them um, <laughs> the markups yeah man but yeah no i i felt that same thing being there just it's a a nice little place to let's see your little clubhouse um so awesome. So now you are in college, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I go to Cal State Long Beach. Nice. I'm a marketing major.
0: Marketing. Okay. So what, uh, what kind of stuff are you doing with
2: that? I mean, like uh, so, um, I have like an interest in retail, uh, okay. right now I'm taking some retail marketing classes and uh, concepts, but, um, I've always had like an interest in like, uh, you know, creating something. Mm -hmm. and wanting to you know make something of myself in in a way so that's my big
0: thing absolutely
2: and i mean if anybody knows how to market (laughs) based Uh, on
0: what you've been doing with tiktok like you've got some really cool stuff going um like clearly putting uh theory into practice there (laughs) trying my best trying my best awesome so um one thing i want to mention i was looking into your older videos i saw you made it to finals and nationals in 2013 and if i'm doing my math right that means that you were 13 years old right mm-hmm. yeah so so uh how how did you go from zero to to three years later getting into finals and in nationals
2: yeah yeah that that was a that was i, w- I was surprised myself um, mm-hmm. at that time at a very, like, I, I don't know why, but I, I really wanted like yo-yo fast, but like have like some technical, like intricate intricacies within it.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, I guess at the time it just the, the judging system at nationals that they catered to me. And it was really interesting because, uh, my, my big goal, like I wasn't even trying to make finals that day. I was just trying to like do a good prelims and, um, and i once once i heard that only 6 people made it into finals i was like mm-hmm. oh like there's no way i'll be happy if i get like top 20 and um then i did my performance um i went like super clean like like really clean so i was like already happy and then i saw the score sheet and they're like and i was like i made finals and i was so confused i got like 4th place somehow wow. and um yeah and I was so surprised I'd even make a finals routine for that contest so I made it like literally like 30-40 minutes before and I want to say that was like one of my cleanest hitting finals performance like I've ever done.
0: (laughs) That's so awesome. Uh, Man that must have been a stressful time creating that.
2: (laughs) Yeah yeah definitely I was with uh, my friend Sam, Sam Schulman and uh, his mom got us some food and I was like oh like I'm not gonna eat I, I gotta like practice and make a whole routine right now and I didn't even eat the the panini that she grabbed me but hey, I, I guess it worked out wow that's so sad
0: <laughs> that poor panini I know um, but wow that that's so cool um so something about your style I think generally let me just start with a little anecdote when we were at DXL a while ago um, someone asked you to teach them a trick and you kind of went like, I mean, I could, but I don't know. All my tricks are bangers. <laughs> and like, like, I just kind of laughed to myself because it was such a, it's so true of, of what you do. Um, if anybody doesn't know your style, it's very, um, the, there a word you said yesterday, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a second, which is generically different. Um, that these are tricks that I think are similar in, in structure to what other people are doing, but you add a little bit of an element that really has a wow factor to it. And it's hard. I mean, those wow factor parts are always so, so difficult. That would be difficult to just like teach that to somebody. Um, So I don't know, what would you say, not to put words in your mouth, what would you say is a banger? How do you go about constructing them? what's of your process there?
2: Yeah, so, um, to me, a banger is a trick that not only appeals to the, um, to yo-yoers, but also appeals to, like, you know, non-yo-yoers, and I feel like they have a sense of sporadicness, and, like, just, like, I don't know, I try to exude energy through, through, like, uh, my, my bangers, Mm. and, um, I don't know I'm thinking out of the box and doing things that are just like not really thought of or like even like like I don't know seeing I I would say those are my definition of a banger okay so I how do you do something that's not thought of (laughs) I mean (laughs) I don't know like for me um I grew up playing a bunch of sports and I've always tried to been like you know trying to do athletic stuff and i feel like really incorporating your body was a big thing for at least my bangers i mean Mm -hmm. there's you can do bangers from all sorts of things like like there's like like technical bangers that i like love i'm just like oh my god that's crazy even though it's not like like the is flying in the air or anything but like just the 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 concept itself is just like oh my god like you thought of it and that i i mean i know there's people that do it better than i do but Uh um I guess uh, what really, that's what I really think is just like, what can I do to really make my yo-yoing look different and like really get the crowd hype? I think that's a banger.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's awesome. So first of all, getting the crowd involved. And there's something that you mentioned, um, which is appealing to yo-yoers and also non-yo-yoers. I'm interested in that distinction Mm -hmm. of, what do you do to appeal to the non yoers What do you do to appeal to the yo-yoers? And then how do you combine those two?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if I'm just like on the street and I'm yo-yoing and someone asks me, like, oh, like about yo-yoing, first of all, I tell them about yo-yoing and I almost in a way educate them because a yeah. lot of people don't know how yo yoing is today. So that's my my first thing is to like really tell them like how yo-yoing as a whole has grown. Cause I think that's a big thing that people who don't yo-yo need to realize. um and with that um I also uh kind of explain like the difference of tricks like technical like slack tricks body tricks all sorts of things but when I go into like something that I want to impress them with um I usually do tricks that you know kind of like I mean appeal to like the mass audience in general Mm -hmm. so whether that be like doing like a jump rope trick or like doing um even like funny tricks like an upside down eiffel tower which i'm not going to mention what that is but if you know you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a uh that's a trick we'll use the um there's a a name that is an abbreviation for this name that i'm about to say it's uh it's a trick called magic richard um is what that trick is (laughs) uh Think of the abbreviation for Richard and you'll know what that trick is called. Um, So (laughs) that's a good, that's a, 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 sorry, I got a tiny bit distracted while you're talking because my phone just rang. But um, so yeah, so then what would you say appeals to, because that's kind of the stuff that
2: appeals to the non yo -yo what would you Mm -hmm. say appeals to the yo -yo yoers I mean, with yo-yoing, with social media and things, like everyone sees yo-yoing every single day and sees like hundreds of different yoyos which I think is awesome and really grows the whole trick making process for everyone but um for non-yoyos I feel like it's something that I mean all yoyos find different tricks appealing and um Mm -hmm. I would say trying to incorporate all sorts of styles whether that be like you know crazy body movements or even technical stuff I think incorporating multiple styles in in like one trick or multiple different like techniques is a great way to appeal to uh, a yo-yoer's eyes.
0: So that's awesome. So incorporating all those different. So I think there are, I think that's sort of one part of an overlap is getting those different techniques all into one thing. Because first with a non-yo-yoer, you kind of have to show them why what you're doing is impressive. Mm-hmm. And like explain what, what realm we're working in, what space of tricks are available because, you know, they're like, walk the dog. And you're like, well. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so, but then once they kind of understand that, you can start to, it sounds like, treat them like a, a yo yoer of like, mm-hmm. here's all the different stuff and how I'm going to combine them. And I do think that you're able to combine things in a very interesting and kind of different way um, in that you are doing very big physical stuff mixed with very, very technical stuff mixed with some stuff that nobody else does. That's sort of your signature stuff. And, um, I think that helps in terms of appealing to everybody in a really broad audience. Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything else that you, that you'd kind of add on that?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as trick making for, you know, just the yo-yo that, that are listening, the, um, I would say learning tricks that are out of your comfort zone is a big thing. (laughs) For me, like, I was always trying to learn tricks. Like, for me, like, one specific thing is I have, like, a lot of difficulty with chopstick tricks for some reason. And um, so, like, really trying to, uh like, you know, branch out and learn. Like, not not staying in your own, like, cocoon and, like, just learning the one tricks that you know, but, like, really expanding. I think that really helps. And uh, a person who pointed that out to me was uh, Gentry Stein. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a... <laughs>
0: good advice from a a, a very good yo -yo yoer um man uh so that i think is really important how do you think that expands on your your knowledge because i know for me like doing stuff i'm uncomfortable what's something i'm really uncomfortable with horizontal if i practice Mm -hmm. horizontal um not only is it making my horizontal abilities better but it's also improving my abilities in all the other realms Mm -hmm. um the ability to stay on plane for example um mm-hmm. in 1a is way easier when you have to stay on plane and horizontal so what do you think are some other benefits of of doing something like that and how much you suggest somebody go about doing that
2: yeah so as far as like when it comes to you know learning tricks out of your comfort zone if you see a trick that you like but like maybe like thinking to yourself like oh like there's no way i can do that just like try mm-hmm. it. and even if you do try the trick and you don't end up getting the trick you can usually end up at some different conclusion of the trick and you can almost make your own spin off because you're like, oh, like, I can't do it very well this way, but like, since I'm able to do it another way, like, it changes the whole tricks, which I think what makes every Yo-Yo's uh, tricks look different, like everyone could like, do a, a, a spirit bomb, but like, I feel like everyone, it kind of looks a little different for everyone because everyone has their own take.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think that's really good of uh, kind of combining the two. It, it, it helps you to combine different styles when you're doing something yeah. like that. Absolutely. Um, that's awesome. Uh, and some other tricks that you have are sort of your signature stuff um, is, uh, sorry, one second. I think I'm still hearing you, um, is the, the bop. Could you go into a little bit about the BOP and what that is and and how you use it? Yeah,
2: yeah. So the BOP originated, I want to say at like twenty. I want to say it was like twenty thirteen or fourteen BLC, which is the Bill Legal Leibowitz Classic, which is a wow. SoCal contest. Um, and um, me and Dylan Ben Harris, Dylan Ben Harris, I would want to say is the originator. He like like we were yo yoing, and he was like, dude, like think about like just slapping the yo-yo which is a bop is when you smack the the face of the yo-yo with your palm and the yeah. reason why we called it a bop is because when you when you do that it kind of makes like a cupping noise yeah so that's where the name came from and uh he did it and then I was like oh like that's kind of cool and then from then on I think he kind of like uh just like did it but then I was like you know I think I can expand on it so I took it on so many different things like I added like lacerations to it. I did it from like, in like within combos and eventually yeah. like, learned horizontal stuff with it. Yeah, that was I, like,
0: I love that. I think that's definitely one of your signature moves. Um, <laughs> yeah. and it's so cool. If you want to see that, um, your 2016 Nationals Alternative Freestyle. Um, so Ty Goldman, 2016 Nationals Alternative, uh, that'll find it on YouTube, has, has some of those tricks in it. And it looks so cool. Uh, just how well integrated it is, because I mean, most people would look at that and be like, "I can't do that." They'll just like throw the yo-yo totally off axis. But there's some stuff you're like throwing a horizontal and you like hit it up and then hit it back down. It almost looks yeah. like juggling.
2: Yeah. Um, funny that you mentioned that. Uh, I, when I was doing a bop it's an interesting thing when you when you bob, you you you're essentially smacking the yo-yo, and mm-hmm. it kind of like stops the yo-yo from one side of the yo-yo from spinning. And it can possibly unscrew the yo-yo. So if you look at, um, I, I'm not quite sure. I think it's my 2016 or 2015 Cal State. And mm-hmm. uh, actually do, I try to do a bot at the end of the freestyle. And just my yo-yo completely breaks off and disassembles. Oh, no. That's how I ended my freestyle.
0: That's a great way to get a DQ. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know oh, if man. I did get DQ for that though. I'm not quite sure.
0: They better not have. <laughs> for for innovating like that. And that's <laughs> what I love it so much is it's such a cool like just to take that and run with it so far. Um I think that's something that people need to try more. It's something that like I think about Luna with going so deep into the Sonic Pineapple on Instagram. Uh mm-hmm. she goes so so deep into different uh whips and and it's not just like okay, I'm going to try to hit a double or nothing. Uh, or not a double or nothing uh, uh, like a triple triangle whip it's Mm. like I'm gonna try to figure out what is this trick how can I put it into everything and how can I really deconstruct it and then yeah into everything that I do and I think that's something that's so good for if you're trying to make something that's innovative yeah like start there (laughs)
2: yeah that's a good point like really taking a concept and trying to run with it as much as possible is a great way yeah. to like really come up with new tricks and like really almost like create your own style and like figure out like how you want to yo-yo
0: yeah just milking elements for all that they're worth yeah um that's something i love to do with like sort of the swinging stuff that i do and the revolutions mm-hmm. that i do yeah um and that's something that you do with like your your jumps your bops here. uh just all, all those, I mean, anyone looks through the stuff that you do, uh, you had some really crazy neck tricks and arm tricks and body tricks, um, which kind of in a similar vein, kind of similar to, to the Anthony and, and James mm-hmm. Reed kind of style. Yeah. Um, those are oh, so good. So, so that's awesome. Kind of a, a good covering of like, what is a banger? How can somebody make a banger? Uh, mm-hmm. And what, how can somebody innovate? Because one of the big things you said was, you have to have something that's a little bit different than what's out there already. So mm-hmm. to do that, you got to be innovative.
2: Um, yeah. Outside the box. And don't let yo-yo, don't let yo-yo put limitations on you in, in the sense. Yeah. With Instagram these days there's so many yo-yos that like they see a trick, they're like, Oh, I got a yo-yo like this. And like, that's not how you got to do it. You, you can do it however you want.
0: Yeah. Yo-yoing is your own thing. And that's yeah. something I definitely want to hit on um, once we start to get into contests, mm-hmm. um, kind of our opinions on those. Um, before we do, actually, I'm going to move that segment a little later. Let's go into, um, into competitions because you're mm-hmm. somebody who kind of got raised in an era that, competitions were all the rage they still sort of are but Mm -hmm. you were tiny and like (laughs) like that must have had an effect on on your opinions of yo-yoing and now that you're a little bit older um I'd really like to know your perspective on how you view contests
2: yeah yeah so when I was younger I definitely like I said before I was very competitive with not only other people but with myself. And when I would enter contests, I would, I would not really like focus on placing, but I would always focus on like, oh, I got a place higher than what I did last year. That was yeah. my big goal every time. And, um, growing up like, and, uh, competing, it was just like, um, as I look at it now, I feel like it put some limitations on my wing as far as the performance aspect. Like, I felt like with the time that it, like the time limit if, if it being two minutes or three minutes or even a minute, yep. like it would constrain like what you would want to show because you're trying to uh, cater to this scoring system to hopefully you know go to finals. And that was a big thing as well for me. Like my big thing was to do well in prelims so I can perform in finals. And the only reason I wanted to do finals was to show my freestyle because like yeah. when I did finals, I would never really my prelims was always set to to cater in a way cater to the contest system at the time but my sure. finals I would just like disregard that completely I'd be like yeah. I make finals I'll do whatever I want because I want to show what I want to show and um if you look at some of my videos uh there's the I mean me being yo-yoing yo forever I still mess up all the time and like dude I have like videos of me switching out yo-yos like three times in one routine mm-hmm. and um uh, I remember, like, I would get so, like, upset and, like, kind of, like, disappointed with myself when I would, like, not perform at the, as well as I would like,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, that kind of, like, uh, made me a little, like, I don't know, it made yo a little bit more stressful at the time, but now that I'm a little older, I, I don't have so much of an interest to compete. I mean, I still probably might, um, I did do a Scales freestyle, which I think is awesome. It's what Scales is doing. Their their new approach to like the contest scene is really awesome. What they did during COVID was just phenomenal. And yeah. uh, I think it, that's going in the right, right direction. But for me, it, uh, it was just a little stressful. And I felt like that just wasn't the move for me as of right now.
0: So something you touched on... Um that you mentioned here and you brought up yesterday in the pre-interview you're talking about um how the time constraint kind of Mm
2: -hmm. how that feels
0: limiting and i think when you're for a lot of people when you when you approach coming up with a contest routine you have to sort of break up all your yo-yoing into these little discrete blocks and then put those together like legos uh so that it fits within the time that you have and you're kind of thinking like, you you have to put little labels on each of those blocks and be like, this is going to get me my zoning score and this yeah, is going to get the most string hits. And so like, um, what would you say? I, I think you said that, that kind of bled into your your non-competition prep time that you're like thinking in terms of these time segments. Um, so would you say that, that like altered your style?
2: uh yeah definitely when i was younger i i def now now i don't have so much but when i was younger i had more of like a very technical like oh i'm trying to like get string hits like you said mm-hmm. and i felt like it it kind of makes yo-yoers in general look more robotic and mm-hmm. in the end my like like um with yo-yoing contests like back then i felt like a lot of yo-yoers were doing very similar tricks and there wasn't a lot of diversity that is changing now though for sure but um growing up uh, and I just was not, and, and my whole thing was like, I'm trying to be the most unique as possible and, you know, trying to like differentiate and put on a good performance. And uh, having that, uh, the scoring was very kind of like, it. like I said, makes it robotic.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I, I think that there is something that's really good about comp- competitive styles which is the, um, the, the precision that a lot of people mm-hmm. have that it, uh, competitors tend to have this really incredible, like they're able to hit every trick really, really solid, and it looks really nice when it's happening. Um, there's a, a term in magic, it's um, economy of motion, which is like you want to do you want to do the move. like if, if you're doing some sleight of hand move, you want to do it with the least uh, noticeable movement as possible, which I just gave you a demonstration uh, on, on video. But uh, uh, like you, you want to do that with the least possible motion, because then it becomes indetectable. And I think in yo-yoing, that translates into um, sort of you don't want there to be any extra slack in the string, because it ends up looking kind of ugly. And slack is uncontrollable. So if you're doing really fast movements, uh, for example, like front style, a perfect front style looks like straight lines all the way through. And um, I think that lends itself to a very precise style that has a really good visual appeal, but like you're saying, looks very robotic. It looks very Hiroyuki Suzuki. <laughs> and <laughs> and Hiroyuki Suzuki is a god and he's awesome and a legend. But if everybody looks like that, if everybody's just going for economy of motion without any extra movement uh to throw in another term uh this is from a a book called free play i forget who wrote it um but i'll i'll add a a link in the the show notes um uh he used a term called galumphing which is like (laughs) it's like it's like a a male peacock's feathers like that's galumphing it's totally (laughs) unnecessary not economical at all but it's just to show off and to be cool um, and so if everybody is these boring birds without any extra play around them, uh, mm-hmm. like then it becomes really, really boring. And some of the most successful creatures in the world are the ones that do this galumphing thing of like going over the top, adding extra stuff, doing unnecessary things. Um, a- and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's something that you see in the great apes is, is another thing, um, of, of just like galumphing <laughs> in there. There. sorry i'm going off i'm going no, off but this is so so that's i think one little little thing in com- in competitiveness that you look very very precise you look very clean but you miss out on some of that humanity uh and that kind of gets lost
2: yeah and to go off to that uh you're talking about precision with yo-yo freestyles, and
1: mm-hmm.
2: i myself am a yo-yo who is not very precise like <laughs> uh, i have very difficulty filming the tricks that i want to film and um, that's why I, I love the beauty of Instagram and like Trick Circle um, It's because yeah. even though like the contest scene not, might not be for everyone and it definitely isn't. And I'm, I feel like I was, I'm one of those. Cause I, I like to do difficult tricks that I can't hit for a try all the time. And um, I think uh, Instagram does a great way of like, you know, really displaying that even though you like you don't need to perform well in the contest to, to prosper and yo-yoing in general yeah yeah and then um with yo-yoing uh, what was I gonna go on about uh, yeah like sometimes it'd be taking me like the tricks I film on Instagram can take me like hours sometimes to like land or it takes me so long so yeah absolutely and the, the something that I want to hit off there
0: is I was talking with Aaliyah Tan about intention and yo-yoing and mm-hmm. something that I think is kind of I'm hearing Or at least something maybe it's my opinion i'm projecting it onto you is like it's it's a strong held opinion about competitions in my head is like if you if your intention in yo-yoing is to win the contest then one day you'll spend all this time putting an hour after hour after hour getting this perfect routine that that beats the system and wins and then you have a moment that you get your medal and then you're the best yo -yo yoer in the nation or the world or the region and everybody applauds you. And then it's like, okay, so what? that was what you were going for all this time. It wasn't to sit around and have a good time and enjoy a toy for for what it is. And so I think what it sounds like has happened with you and what I think a lot of people have kind of transitioned to is like early on it's, I want to win. I want to be, I want to be the very best. (laughs) Uh, Like no one ever was. And then at a certain point, um, you realize that to catch them is my real quest and to train them is my cause. Um, so, I love it. So I swear that was not planned. Uh, wow, that song is a lot deeper than I ever thought. Uh, Uh, so like, like what you actually want is to, is, is to get the enjoyment out of yo-yoing and not to, not to, to win every contest and it's to, to show off the, the creative stuff that you've come up with. And I think that's why a lot of us have gravitated towards Instagram is Mm -hmm. that it it allows you that chance to, to show off the cool stuff that you do. Um, and I do think there's another thing you touched on is kind of the elements that you're allowed to do that. Like you were saying when you get to finals, you're allowed to do the stuff that you want to do Mm -hmm. and rather than appealing to the judges um, and all those awesome elements, like the bop doesn't, I don't think that scores any points.
2: (laughs) I wish, I wish it did. Um, So, How
0: how do you think that that plays into the differences in your finals and how cool your finals look?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So like I said before, I really want to just create something that, I really like and my big thing is to like get the crowd hype when I'm performing it's like because like yeah sometimes I mean I like uh early on in UAE like when I would go to like early nationals like the crowd would like I it would erupt or like contests that I see in uh Europe like uh the Czech like dude the audience is going crazy and I <laughs> yeah. love it. it it I'm watching the YouTube videos because I haven't been to a contest there myself but like the energy is so different and it's just that's what i aspire to do when i'm really performing and you know if i miss my trick trying to do the 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 crazy banger i don't even care because usually in the end it still gets the crowd hype so like that's my big goal when i'm performing in finals specifically
0: and that is a great intention to have is make the audience go crazy like that is that in my head is a pure goal um uh Wow, yeah, no, that's that's awesome, and that's something I love. That's that performative style that, like, when I open the show and I talk about uh, yo-yo performance, that's what I'm talking about, is do stuff that can get a crowd to, to go crazy. And I know there's moments in your routines that people are doing that, ho, ho, ho <laughs> that we all know so well. Um, yeah. Wow, that's, that's, like, think of, if, if you're one of those competitors who's out there who's like, oh, I want to win, think about if what you really want is to make the audience go like that. Cause I feel like there's a certain percent that that's what they're actually after. Uh, they just haven't realized it yet. Um, and also realize that you don't have to be in a contest for that to happen. Uh, God, I'm sorry. I, I clearly have a, uh, an agenda behind all these things I'm saying. Uh, but, um, one other thing I just want to hit on is like in contests, there's, it's sort of arbitrary that what they're doing is breaking up yo-yoing into scorable elements. Right. And like, to me, who are they to say that the bop is not a worthwhile element? Cause I think that's so cool. It looks so neat. Uh, and it, it has a, like a, a purpose. Um, so I don't know, is there, is there any way that you think that, that it could be changed to kind of accept these more arbitrary, or to, to be less arbitrary and more based around something solid in terms of judging?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, when it comes to judging, I feel like, in a, first of all, yayoing is so hard to judge because it's so different for everyone and everyone has different views of it and it makes it difficult on judges. So the, the, the goal of the judging system is to really like, try to hit the main points and sometimes you can't just hit the main points cause like, it's just, there's so much to it. And, um, but I feel like what Scales has been doing where they incorporate like, like you know a little bit more performance aspect or like uniqueness and they yeah. really emphasize that. I feel like judging system emphasizing uniqueness and difference could help. Mm-hmm. But I mean, overall, I just think it's really hard to ju- judge yo yo and yeah. It, we're, we're probably so far from, like, perfecting it, and who knows, we yeah. may never perfect the judging system, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but, like, yeah, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. yeah, <laughs> to, it's, I can't imagine, because, like, I myself, like, I remember, like, the World Yayo contest that, uh, or no, not the world, but the scales contest that been happening online, I myself have, like, because I, I have a little knowledge of judging, kind of, and I would try clicking them, and, like, my my clicks would range so differently from everyone. So I think that's another good thing is having a big judging panel. So you get views of a lot of people who might, you know, favor yeah. differently. That's something
0: I was thinking of is like, doing a, doing a brother mount, I, I don't know if I'm doing magic drop wrong, but doing a brother mount is very different from doing a magic drop, but they look practically the same. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's on a very small scale trick that a lot of people know so there must be so many tricks out there that look very similar but one is way way harder Mm -hmm. and so who are we to say like who are these judges who might not have ever experienced that style to to judge somebody on that style um is kind of something that i've been thinking about a lot is like how how could they possibly know if this trick looks exactly like that trick but this one is way way harder and he just did that one. He landed it in competition which rarely happens uh and then you get to the same points as the trick that just looks similar and is way easier so like i don't that just feels like such a big gap in the in in, in the system
2: yeah I, but i feel like that comes to the point where it's like i you can't really judge the the or you can't uh blame the judges on that because it's happening mm-hmm. in real time. So when you're when you're clicking these scores, like like it's just like almost impossible to like sometimes catch these little nuances and yayoing. So yeah. I think that just makes it harder on the judges, like cause like I'm watching these skills, freestyles, and trying to click them myself. And they're just yeah. like like I I will run back through the video myself while you know judging them. And to judge uh-huh. them in real time is just so difficult
0: yeah and they they judge them and then go back through to add commentary right like <laughs> I, they're not doing think... that at the same time
2: yeah or they, they, what what i recall is they they judge it and then they add their commentary at the end i like see so after they've seen it but like there's so many like nuances where it's so hard to you know catch them like in the midst of time
0: mm-hmm. absolutely especially when they have that sort of new judging system that they're doing. But I I am glad that that's, there are attempts being made, but there's also kind of the last thing that I wanna hit on, which is the community aspect. And something that we talked about yesterday that um, you remember going to contests as a little kid and you end up at this place where there's all these people from around the world who've all ended up in this one spot, all your favorite yo and you spent the day practicing your freestyle. So to me, that point that's, its something I've brought up a lot of times on the show. What do you think is maybe an alternative way that events could be held that maybe allows for something else to happen um,
2: Yeah, that, that yeah. could get so, people
0: more involved?
2: I think having a mix of both contests and events will be healthy. Like just having mm-hmm. contests be the event I feel like we need a mix of both and um, that kind of goes hand in hand with skating. Like they their skating re- recently uh, is uh, became an Olympic sport, which is awesome. Yeah. Like there's that competitive edge, but they still also have these events made for the skate community, which I believe is awesome. And I feel like skate skaters gravitate to the, to the events more so. And I think you can do that as well with like having like events like or they have like silly contests, like a, a big thing that I really enjoyed when I was younger was after the national yo-yo contest, they would have this thing called the triple A throwdown where they would uh like have like a contest, but it was like not a contest, it was like uh a challenge almost for yo yoers. So like like one example would be like uh having doing three A but with two people. So two people have to you or use one yo-yo and they have to create three. Uh, yeah. I feel like having Stuff like that could really, you know, just make you can have events or you can have events based off just that. And you can also, in addition, have like things like workshops and people talking about yayoing and, in a sense, just have people gather together to like hang out and just like talk about the thing that they love, which is yayoing.
0: Absolutely.
2: Um, And I'm going
0: to have Drew, uh, nope, can't talk about that. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I'm sworn to secrecy on that. Um uh but I think there's something that's something that the Kandama community does a lot too, that they have sort of, you know, they've got their little contest, but that's not what everyone's there for. They're there to hang out, to trade tricks, to teach, to um, to to just like be there as a community rather than to compete and just be there to 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 win the spot. Um i think that's so important i I, i've mentioned it before i want to see more event-based uh uh, things i think you're living proof that like (laughs) we've got these little 13 year old kids out there who are being raised this one way and um they're they're gonna grow up and they're gonna look back and they're gonna be like damn i was in the same i was in the same space as uh as 2022's version of Zach Gormley, and I didn't just go hang out with him and, and learn from him. I just was there to, to try to beat him. Um, I, I don't know. I think that there's there's so much potential that we have that,
2: that's getting missed there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think having a mix will really do the community justice, and it'll bring more people to it as well, I think. Absolutely.
0: Um, so I want to move up this. I was going to talk about the skateboarding community. I'm interested, some that we talked about is the judging system. How does, if you know, how does skateboarding get judged in the Olympics? And then later I also want to talk about the community.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's actually pretty similar to Yoyo in a lot of senses. Uh, so like from what I know, um, I, I don't really skate in contests or anything like that, but uh, yeah, they are judged on like the difficulty of tricks. Mm-hmm. Which in a, in a in a sense is also like you know like opinionated because like some tricks are harder for people than others, and that yeah. goes with Yaovin as well. Uh, they're also rated on like cleanliness, which I think I mean that's a must, and when you're performing is how clean you go yeah. but uh and then I, I I think they touch on like uh say they're skating a uh an obstacle course um mm-hmm. or a park uh they're graded they're also graded on how uniquely they skate the park like how they they use the obstacles themselves and i think that's a good thing that i mean yo-yoing also touches upon like really and i want yo-yoers to really embrace like uh, uniqueness of um, <laughs> i don't know what's our park would you say see yeah that's a, that's a thing uh when when skaters are put in contests and um uh, when skaters are put into contests they're given this like these obstacles and they're trying to do what they can do to you know really use that obstacle to their advantage and uh yo-yo doesn't really have that because like i mean we make our own obstacles yeah in a sense which i think is awesome and uh and i think that's what makes it hard to judge yo-yoing is because you can't see one obstacle and have skaters, have three different skaters skate one obstacle and you can't be like, oh, well this skater did this person or did this trick on this obstacle. This one did this Mm -hmm. one on this obstacle. It's more like in Yo-Yo and it's like, oh, like uh, this person made this obstacle and this person made a completely different obstacle and this one made a different, like a different one. And it's like, it's like almost uncomparable at some points, but yeah.
0: absolutely really hard things to grade i love that the only thing i could think of is like maybe if they all yo-yoed to the same song but that would be (laughs) such a boring competition yeah i I, I would hate to go to to that (laughs) man that's awesome so so one more thing is like what would you say the skateboarding community is like i know that that's very based around uh you know you have to go to the parks if you want to hang out or you're just going to be a rebel and go through the streets but like uh i know it's very you do a lot at parks um uh and what is that community like what are they doing um is there anything that we can learn from them also to to kind of bring us a little closer
2: um i think it's kind of funny that both the communities yayo and skateboarding are kind of like gatekeepers they kind of like in a sense don't want other people to be doing it which Mm. i i I think the complete opposite i think there needs to be a you know mass appeal from everyone to really grow both industries and uh skating has been i mean been more uh you know like seen and like more popular And they've been recently getting the attraction of like big companies like Nike and stuff. And I would like yo-yo YoYo to go more that direction, which we've been seeing with uh, some of the Nike ads promoting like skill toys and like, you know, innovative like stuff like that, which I think is awesome. Um, Going back on the gatekeeping thing. I remember when uh, I went to Iceland World's YoYo contest, Uh, the contest was sponsored by Mountain Dew. And yeah. a lot of the yo were not hyped on it. And I was like, and in my, and what I was thinking at the time is like, why would you not be hyped on like a big company adding as much support as they can to a community, which will eventually, you know, grow the community and actually bring it to more yeah. people, which I think will grow Yo-Yo in the best. It would have like big industries, like look into it. Absolutely. It was someone we
0: were talking about yesterday that like, uh, the yo-yoers might look at, at, at Mountain Dew and be like, what does that have to do with yo-yoing? But like, we don't look at uh, that guy who jumped from the edge of space and did a skydive and go, what does that have to do with Red Bull? Like, clearly mm-hmm, yeah. has nothing to do with Red Bull. But the fact that Red Bull is attached to it means they have big money, which means they can do crazy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we've got that one astronaut who did some yo-yo tricks in space with a modern yo-yo. But imagine if we could, like, get Gentry Stein in space. like do his full freestyle and talk to astronauts about yo-yoing like that would be awesome no matter what your opinion of gentry is which by the way anyone who is that good in my opinion is nothing but good for the community like he and anybody does so many other good things like
2: him doing the louis vuitton thing recently was so awesome and i like props to love gentry he's a good dude
0: It's so easy for jealousy to to come into how we talk about these people a lot. And I I think that's uh, not a a good way to move the community forward. I I think that anyone who's an ambassador who's willing to put that much time and, like, he's literally dedicating his life to yo yoing right now. That's what he's doing. And so, like, props to him for doing that. So if we could get someone like that to do some
2: crazy big thing. Yeah. um, And that goes on to, like, like hopefully with bigger industries coming into yo-yoing, mean like Mountain Dew or like say like Red Bull or something like that yeah maybe it, 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 it in the end it will support you know yo-yoers who like want to it, it'll help yoyos that need to be seen like get shown yeah. and that's the beauty like that I would like I would love to see that in the future for sure.
0: Absolutely something I've thought a lot about is um I've mentioned this is that like Yo-yoing is in its infancy. Juggling has been around since the Middle Ages and way before. Magic has been around for thousands of years. And uh, then there's yo-yoing, which in its modern era, like yo-yos have been around forever, but modern yo-yos have been around for about 20 years. Uh, and, and that's it. And so like we are just at the very start of this. And it's going to take a long time, because if you want to be a professional magician, you can go and get a magic mentor and they'll teach you how to make a living as a, as a magician. And over time, you'll build up shows, you'll build up a repertoire, and then you can start performing in that. We don't really have that base level as yo-yoers. So to get a lot of the goals of this show down, that there's like performing yo-yoing happening, there's improvisational yo-yoing happening, yo-yo theory exists and there's books written about it, to get a lot of that kind of, there is a logical paths that we have to go through there's a filter we have to get through which is yo-yoing has to become a sustainable career path for people Mm -hmm. and i think that to do that what you're saying of getting those big industries involved is a must um because otherwise we just can't get that um and also yo-yoing is big but it's not so big that the entire community can sustain itself by just selling yo-yos yeah um and what I mean by that is like, magic companies exist. They're able to sell so much magic product because there's people whose hobbies are being magicians, but there's also people whose jobs are being magicians. And so they're willing to invest in a new uh, magic trick that's five hundred dollars because it's an investment and it's a tax mm. write-off, and it's a business expense, and they can afford it because they know that they can make that money back and way more. And we're not going to be able to, uh, like, have a, a, a big business of yo-yoing with everything that we want without having uh, industries that are able to, to, to pay for it, which is, like, you know, sports and drinks or clothing brands or yeah, some yeah. other industry I don't
2: know about yet. Um, and uh, what's it called? Going on a little bit more about, like, these industries, I think what happened with skating is people started to look at skating as a lifestyle. Yes, like they and um, they like every ad now has a skateboard in it and uh-huh. I can definitely I mean, hopefully in the future we can see yo 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 and become more seen as like, you know, like everyone just has a yo yo and they're like, like, if you're, you're cool if you have a yo and like, which is yeah. a thing that has happened and it becoming more like prevalent would be awesome like there's a bunch of movies that make references to yo yo's and it's not like something that people don't know. But it's uh-huh. also something that people don't know. Like, they, they know, yeah. but they don't. It's, it, it's, it's crazy. Definitely. Especially, like you mentioned, modern modern learning has been really recent. So I feel like exposing modern yo-yoing to people is a big thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. I think that uh, getting people, getting that knowledge out is super important. Um, and something else I've been thinking thinking about with that is like, I think that flow as a flow states, the knowledge of that, like you're saying that the, the knowledge gets more pre- prevalent. Um, the knowledge of flow states is starting to get out there. And mm-hmm. I have always been thinking of yo-yoing as like this flow state generator that sits in your pocket and is always accessible. And I think that that alone, that's kind of how I want to position Illinks as a company is like it, is to get yo-yos out as, as a bigger industry. That like, this is something that you can always have that will let you find some flow and it sits in your pocket. It's not like poi where you have to have these big like things around your neck mm-hmm. all day. It's not like juggling where you have to have uh, juggling clubs in, in your backpack. It just sits in your pocket and you can do all the same sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think that as flow states become more well-known, yo-yoing will become more well-known people will start to have them. And I just love to see a world. I'm reading a book right now called uh, uh, stolen focus. I'm listening to it. I, I can't sit and read, but I'm listening to the audio book, very good book called stolen focus. And he kind of positions flow States as the opposite to, um, to phone based entertainment and, and like Instagram and Facebook that are just meant to steal your focus, getting into a flow state, allows you to uh, cultivate your focus and attention rather than waste it all in these apps that are designed to draw you in and make you stare at them. Um, And so in my ideal world, I'd love to see people walking around instead of on their phones with a yo-yo in their hand, just playing their new trick.
2: Um,
0: Which honestly, it seriously (laughs) would. And it's not like skateboarding where people would be like driving around uh, work on their skateboards because that would be disruptive. I mean, it happens at like Google and Facebook, I guess. Um, those those bigger tech companies. But like I could see people walking around with a yo-yo in an office. Um, I do it all the time at a at a very normal professional standard workplace. <laughs> and people don't even think twice. Um, so it, it is possible. But man, I would love to see a world where people have more yo-yos like you're saying. Yeah. Wow, um, awesome! So I want to get into now. There's a few more points I want to hit. This has been great. Uh, you mentioned that term, and I brought it up earlier, of generically different. Um, what does that mean to you? How does it play into your style? I know we've kind of hit on it a few different ways, but just specifically that term. What do you have to say about it? How can people approach it?
2: Yeah. So uh, me growing up, kind of on the contest system like a little bit, like, or like, you know, really wanting to do well in contests, it really made my yo-yoing, like, I learned, learning the, like, I I was able to learn a lot of the basics or the necessities when it comes to yo-yo tricks, like Mm -hmm. certain mounds or certain slack tricks. And that's where the generic part was, like, everyone, everyone should have a good base when it comes to tricks. And that's why I say you should learn tricks of all sorts of natures, even ones that you don't even like. Uh, and um and then adding that difference like so you can you can still have these technically well implemented tricks that you know are maybe very similar to a lot of other yo-yoers but like I said uh earlier you can make everyone's yo-yoing look so different even if they're doing the same trick and yeah. I feel like that 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 little difference even though it's the same trick could really you know move any yo-yo or or even like a normal a normal person who doesn't yo-yo and um yeah then my approach to yo-yoing is very similar to that like generically different like um do tricks that are good but Mm -hmm. uh still you know add your own personality to it absolutely um i think that's something
0: that can get lost is like you are portraying who you are through your tricks. You are doing a performance, whether you know it or not, when you're when you're competing. Um, and I think you're someone definitely who who puts yourself into those routines. And um, yeah, everywhere from like your music selection <laughs> to, to to the direction yeah, you're doing. Yeah, you
1: know.
2: I, Yeah, mm-hmm. everything contributes to like you know like trick making, the trick mm-hmm. order, the music, like all those things can make your yo-yoing looks so different and Absolutely. looks, you know,
0: unique. Awesome. So, um, yeah, that's wow. Yeah. Good. Concise. Um, yeah. so something else you mentioned that kind of plays into what we're talking about is the, uh, there's sort of these eras of yo-yoing where it goes up mm-hmm. and down. Where do you think we are in that, um, <laughs> it goes up and down like a yo-yo uh, <laughs> where, where do you think we are in that sort of cycle, and where do you see the community going in the coming years?
2: Yeah, yeah, so like, as you mentioned, the yo-yo community comes, like, in spurts. Like, it goes, like, and then, like, down, and then, it's, like, very uh, up and down. And I want to say that happens because of, like, age. Like, yo-yoers get into yo at a younger age, and then, you know, they're mm-hmm. dealt, and then they have to deal with, you know, like, grown-up stuff and have less time to yo-yo. I feel like that has to contribute to it. But like growing up in yo um, like when I was like, you know, like from the ages of like 11 to like 14, like those were like the prime years of yo in my eyes, like where our like, contests would be full. There'd be so many people competing. There'd be so many people just at the contest, like talking. And it's hard to say where we're at now since of the recent pandemic, but I mean, the, 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 the social media community with yo is so amazing right now and big and like people are really connecting super well with it which is awesome and hopefully that can translate when we go back in person and see more contests and you know events yeah. in person so I think we're in a good spot for the most part and um, I'm excited to see what happens in the future
1: but yeah
0: definitely um And one thing we mentioned, or you mentioned that I think plays into something that we were talking about earlier is like if you start yo yoing at uh, 10 years old, like you did, Mm -hmm. and then you keep yo yoing until you are 80, you are going to have a very different skill set and perspective and knowledge than um, somebody who gets to their 20s and then realizes, damn, I gotta work now. And so um, having people like, gentry and having any situation that allows yo-yoers to yo-yo for their entire life also plays into avoiding that up and down nature and just lets yo-yoing kind of stabilize a little bit having even like 30 people at the top who are the best in the world who can stick with it and make a, a life out of it will move the art forward so much more um and I don't just mean people who are making yo-yos because there are probably 30 people who have, who are mm-hmm. making a living at it right now doing that, but people who are making tricks and innovating the style. Um, I kind of hate that the only way to make money is by I'm going to make 500 yo-yos and then sell them all. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I, then I I'm going to do it again in different dude. colors. Um, so having it be, and, and also just sort of as a, a, a siren's call, uh, uh, sirens have a negative connotation, but that's the word I'm going to use. A siren's call to the companies out there. like Find a way to give your, your team money and, and let them do this as a living. Get them out there. Sort of what Recess is doing is like they're going out to schools and doing performances, and that's a way to like get your team doing work as yo-yoers and, and in doing yo-yoing. Like, those people mm-hmm. are out there yo-yoing as performers. I know Duncan does that. I think Yo-Yo Factory must. yo Tricks kind of does. But the more companies that are doing that, the better uh, for yo-yoing in the long term.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: Awesome. And what's um, it called? To touch upon that, I
2: think it's also funny that you mentioned, like, me yo-yoing from 10 all the way up to the age I am now. It's mm-hmm. like... We're we're still young, but like yeah. we're almost like veterans in the community. Both you and I, and just so, so yeah. many other people. It's so it's so interesting, and like I don't know, you just get multiple perspectives over the time. Well, it, I
0: don't know. It reminds me of uh, of for some reason the musical Les Misérables that all the all the people in the French Revolution uh, sort of part of that show. They're all super young, and then they all die. And so, like, that's kind of <laughs> what happens in yo-yoing is, like, we're all the people who, who put in all the work to support the community up to this point. And then you turn, like, 27, and then you're just gone from the community forever. <laughs> and so, like, I think that's part of what contributes to the feeling is, like, we are still young as people. But as yo-yoers, we're kind of towards the age that you fade yeah. out of it. and in magic what happens is you hit a certain age and either you stop performing or maybe you start um, lecturing or you do a a less intense style of magic like maybe if you used to do sleight of hand manipulation on stage you move into mentalism that's a little bit uh you know you can put on a suit and carry around your show in a briefcase and so like with yo-yoing there aren't options like that because there aren't people doing different styles and performing out there and so there, there isn't that career path that exists. Um, so I don't know. This is why I always am like, go look to magic <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to see the path forward with the yo-yoing. But, uh, but yeah, definitely. Um,
2: any, anything else on that? Um, no, I think we covered that pretty well. Um, awesome. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully we just see more people come to the community and ho- more people stay in the community as well. Absolutely.
0: Uh cool. The next thing I want to hit on, I think this might actually be the the last major point here. Uh, unless of course you have more to add. Um, TikTok. Mm-hmm. What have you been? I mean, I just did the episode with Angelo and that was like a masterclass in TikTok. Anybody who wants to like and this isn't to talk down at all about yours, but uh just like that's all that that episode was. was mm-hmm. like, how do, you, how do you post every day all the time and, and get giant community response out of it? So if people are interested in that, listen to that episode. It was last week. Um, we talked about all kinds of stuff. But for you, you were one of the actual first, if not the actual first yo-yoer on TikTok and almost definitely the first TikToker, TikTok yo-yoer to go viral. And then also probably almost definitely the first yo-yo tiktoker to go viral using a dna bind in that video um so those are three major accolades uh that we have a trailblazer in our midst right now uh (laughs) so what what were you doing what do you do with tiktok um and kind of what's your approach with that
2: yeah yeah so i started TikTok in 2019 of december Mm -hmm. and the way i saw it i was like Oh my God, like all these people are dancing on TikTok. And, like, dude, like TikTok's a a platform where it's the better, the videos do better the more you watch it or the more you interact with it. And as a yo yo, where I was like, oh, like this is very similar to dancing. And I feel like this can catch the attention of any person. And I think that's amazing. And that one of the reasons why I wanted to post on TikTok was so much was to really grow yo yoing. And uh, one of the first, like you mentioned, my one of my, my first viral video was within like, I want to say the first like week or two weeks of being on the app. And uh, it's this video uh, where I am, I, I, this is a comedic video. I don't usually do these as much as I did, but um, uh, the yo-yo wing was um, impressing girls uh, with yo-yos and I'm doing the DNA and... Wow. Um, And then it goes into a cut and it goes versus impressing the boys and I do the upside down Eiffel Tower and that was like one of the first videos that did well and in addition to having that comedic side of yo-yoing or just like in general I wanted to still show the beauties of yo-yo so I also started doing like uh, routines and freestyles to uh, like uh, popular songs that were trending on it so like for example like a big one is Doja Cat. I know a mm. lot of yo-yos, No Doja Cat. Uh, yeah. And um, so I, I did some songs to that. She like, it was cool mm. to see her mention yo-yoing in t- her Twitter, it was, it was awesome. I don't wow. know if you guys see that, but she said that uh, guys who yo-yo are, uh, are or guys who are good at yo-yoing are, are hot. And I thought that was really funny seeing a public figure like that talk about yo-yoing. Mm. Um, but to go on about that, I continued uh, posting and making freestyles and you know just really trying even like short little tricks I would add and just really try to you know bring yo-yo into the outside world.
0: That's awesome uh, and, and I think that has kind of been you sort of epitomized your style and been allowed to showcase what you do so well in those videos. I think that's really contributed to the to the success that you've had Um, And some of those videos that have gone, like, major viral because they're so – you're just – oh, you hit – you this was another thing is, like, you're doing the original sync videos um, that I think you are talking – and I'd love to hit on this more. You kind of showed Angelo how to do that, and you sort of originated that. And if I'm being honest, yours are cooler than (laughs) Angelo's because you have more of that – those, like – serious bangers whereas Angela's is just like chopstick 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 hit over here do this do a little you know <laughs> slap bag over there little, little little string hit stuff you're like jumping over the string doing these huge body tricks doing that anthony rojas inspired stuff that i love so much um and i think that it looks so good and it works so well on the platform and if i were to do tiktok that's the kind of stuff i would want to do rather than as much as it would probably get me more views, do this, oh, you want me to, what, DNA on on my dog's nose? But my dog is bigger than my yo-yo. Oh, well, I'm gonna try it anyway. So like, that I think is so cool. So kind of how, I don't know, what's what's your approach to making yeah, these videos? Yeah. And also how do you land them so perfect? Cause I know that
2: you have something to say on that. Yeah, so uh, with Angelo, I mean, Uh, I remember when I first started doing TikToks and like you said, I want to say I was like one of the few Yo-Yoers that like were the first to post on TikTok and actually do pretty well. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: uh, Angela came to me and asked like, oh, like what's the best way to like edit on TikTok or like what's the way you film? And I told him and the things that Angela has done has been awesome. Like that, so so, like I'm so proud of that dude. Like, oh, we grew up like on the same team, like General Yo, and uh, what he's doing with TikTok is awesome. What he's doing for the whole Yo-Yo community is awesome. But um, as far as my approach to making TikToks, as of now, I've, I used to uh, try to make short ones. Um, but as of right now, I've been trying to really incorporate, you know, like, try to show like my style of yo And uh, when it comes to like filming tricks, uh, filming TikToks uh, compared to like Instagram, uh, when I'm filming a TikTok, I'm usually doing it fully freestyle, as you would say, or like improv. And um, I'm usually just going to the trendy music, and, which is a good way to yo-yo. And uh, I think is a cool way to like approach it. Cause it's like, oh, like here's your 30 seconds. Like, but you got to do it to this song, but you can do whatever yeah. you want. You can do whatever yes. you want in this 30 seconds, but just like kind of correlate to the song. And I thought that was amazing and really cool. So I really took that. And then um, uh, what was I was going to go on about with TikTok. So yeah, making, but, uh, oh yeah, uh, making TikToks usually is a little quicker than like rather Instagram because on my TikTok, I usually post more like performance-based tricks and on my Instagram, I put more of my technical uh, base tricks. And I like what you said, what we were talking about the other day, like TikTok was more for the appeal of not just yo-yos but for everyone. And while Instagram is like the, the good stuff for the yo-yoers and yeah, that's how I view it.
0: Awesome. Matt, yeah, no, that's such a good uh, distinction between TikTok being for the, the non yo yoers and the t- the, uh, uh, Instagram kind of being like our, our little sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like that's where we ideate and come up and, and work together. And then TikTok is where you go to share. Um, uh, kind of a, a parallel to that, I know that if you want to get big in stand-up comedy, the way to do it is you go to some small town where there's like a couple of open mics that you can get, that you can become the best at and you really, really practice there. Um, And then you move to LA once you're the best there. And so it's almost like Instagram is our little space over here. (laughs) Um, There's another thing, Uh, oh my God, there's a, I think Lance Burton, he's a professional magician. When I was a junior at the castle, um, we had these days where like really big name magicians would come and give us lectures. I got a, a lecture from I believe it was Lance Burton, who used to work in Vegas. And one of the things he talked about, and one thing that stuck with me, is he he talked about um, uh, the Beatles, like the Beatles, John Lennon and, mm. and all you know the rest, and how before they were the Beatles, they were a, a little unknown band that would hang out in Hamburg, Germany, and they would play every night and for a very long time. They sucked. They were really, really bad. They were terrible. And then over time, they just became the best band that was playing in that little bar in Hamburg, Germany. And, uh, and then after that, after they were the best there, they got discovered when they moved back to, uh, uh, where was it, Liverpool or London? I don't know where they got discovered, but wherever they were, they became the Beatles. So his whole point there was like, you have to find the place to suck uh, you have to the way he put it was you have to find your hamburg uh, <laughs> because without that you don't get to be the best because if you don't have a, any location where you can just consistently put out stuff and not care if it does well, not care if it looks bad and then you can get feedback on it and slowly build it up uh, then you're, you're not going to become the best And so what yeah, we can yeah. use Instagram as is our hamburg. <laughs>
2: Is, yeah that's really that's a good point and, uh years. i just wanted to mention this will make it a little off topic but uh a- any person any newer yo-yo that's listening uh i want to say every yo-yo goes through the, those times where it's like yo-yoing so hard and like it's yeah. so difficult and mm. for example like when i was growing up i remember i was this is like within my i want to say the first year of yo-yoing i i was trying to learn Quijibo. and queasy is like a pretty intermediate maybe like almost beginner trick and it took me so long to learn and mm-hmm. it was so difficult and uh, I just want to say don't let that discourage anyone from continuing because everyone runs into those blocking points
0: oh there's something else I want to hit on now that you said <laughs> yesterday you were saying when you film tricks it takes a long time you are not always the perfect person who's hitting everything exactly yeah it's yeah,
2: just like so. everything
0: else in social media you're seeing the the best Ty Goldman um, <laughs> yeah how long does it take you to film a video
2: yeah I mean i I go through phases like depending on the trick, but like sometimes I'll land a trick like second try, but then there's mm-hmm. other times where I'm like, oh my god like I've been trying to do this trick for like an hour hour and a half, like why yeah. doesn't it just happen and I get and another thing with me is i'm very i'm I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to any trick that I post and Mm. like I'll land tricks that like I'll land the trick, but then I'll be like, I I don't like how my arms look or like, I don't like how this looked. And so I'm very picky, which is probably not the most healthy, but you know, Mm. Um, but yeah, it does take some time, but I mean, I'm trying to, you know, put out the best of my, of my work as possible.
0: That's awesome. Uh, so just another thing for the people listening like it's not oh we aren't gods yeah (laughs) we are but mortals with editing tools um and another thing you said yesterday was like yo-yoing does not
2: get easier it yeah always so hard Never gets easier yeah like there's so many like not with only trick progression of just in general like people doing crazy hooks or like you know crazy Mm -hmm. new tricks but like I don't know, you can run into many different like blocking points like within your like for like I said earlier, for me a big thing was chopsticks. Like I don't want to do chopsticks, but like it's still very difficult for me. And I there's always still so much room to learn in that in that in that area and so many different areas of my own. Uh-huh. So yeah, it never gets easier, only gets harder. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Well, I think that's a good uh <laughs> a very Uh, a light high point to end it on (laughs) not bleak at all Uh, so is is there any any last last things to to
2: bring in i mean no just like if you're yelling keep yelling try to contribute to the community and let's grow this community together as a whole and i I i have bright hopes for the future and i'm excited yeah me too totally agree with you there so
0: that's awesome. I want to go through the kind of ending points. There's three rapid fire questions, which are mm-hmm. one takeaway point. Um, people listening for however long this episode has been, been uh, recording for. And if they were to take away one thing that you mentioned, what should they focus on?
2: Focus on. What do you,
0: like, what, what do you think they should
2: um, remember? Remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> when it comes to at least trick making or you know what let's let's oh dang that's so hard there's so many things yeah oh <laughs> we hit on a lot when you when you go to any sort of contest or event with yo-yos, enjoy your time and yeah. really cherish those moments because like those are some of my favorite moments growing up and um and then when it comes to trick making, just like, you know, like learn everything, learn everything that you can. And if you can't learn it, put your own spin on it. Man, so like, that's
0: you. I, I like to do one and, and have the guests do one as well. And you just hit mine. Like you, you got, you got your first one out. I was like, oh, perfect. I'm going to talk about uh, learning tricks outside your comfort zone. But like, yeah, no, that, that was mine. Uh, such a, such a good point there. Um, awesome. So, those are two things to, to really take away from this episode. Um, next, plugs. Is there anything you're doing that you want to shout out? Um, I know your Instagram and TikTok are both Yo Biggity. Am I correct uh, Yeah, it's
2: Yo Big Tie at Yo Big Ty, Y O B I G T Y. And yeah, um, and then, you know, just support every other guy or two. Like, just I don't know, follow everyone, you know, dive in deep oh my god i've been misreading your
0: handle all along
2: (laughs) i know a lot of people read it as yo biggity it's a thing but you know i i embrace it as well
0: (laughs) okay cool so yo big tie and that's tiktok and insta right yeah cool any any like products about do you have any flying dutchmans left those i do have
2: a few flying dutchmans left you guys want (laughs) to pick those up um but yeah um if Where you can want to grab hit any of that? those, you can just DM me on Bread and Butter Co. on Instagram. Awesome. It's a good yo yo. I've got one.
0: Um, awesome, bimetal, nice wide shape. And it's got a little finger spin, uh, fingers spin <laughs> up. Really, really solid yo yo. I, I, I love playing with that guy. Um, perfect. And then the last thing, but uh, before we end, is the endless chain, which means that every time I, I want this podcast to last forever. And so any guest I have on, I like to, to know, do you have anybody that you think would be good for this show that you think like, needs to come on here and talk about their, their opinions on Yo-Yo and what they do, their theories, their improvisation, their performances? And the only thing is that you have to be able to put me in touch with them.
2: Oh. Uh, uh-huh. I want to say what comes to mind. I mean, there's so many YAYOers. I mean, I, I'm sure you already have this plan, but probably Anthony Rojas, mm-hmm. uh, Kieran Cooper. The way he talks about YAYOing and looks at YAYOing is so awesome, and talking to him is really awesome. And you can um, get me in touch with him? I, I, I think I can. I think I can. Oh,
0: okay. That's yeah, we'll see, see. We'll <laughs> see. That's who's Man's a busy you. man,
2: though, for sure. He's always out and about. Um, yeah. And if you want to get, like, a uh, – a, a person that the yo-yos but like is more like a a community person uh sam Schulman has been in the game for so long and i think he'd be really really cool to hear
0: wow and you could get me talking to the one and only <laughs> yeah the one and only. No, i'm kidding <laughs> i i can i can definitely i i would love to reach out to sam and get him on here um i think i've even got his number somewhere uh... <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, I think that's going to record the the main uh, episode. So thank you so much for
2: coming by Ty. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. It was awesome talking about yo-yoing as general. Absolutely. Thank you so
0: much and I'll see you around.
1: Yeah.